When Fred McNair left Alcorn, did you think that him signing with Texas Southern was a done deal? Well, so did I. Seems like we were both wrong. Oh, yeah. It's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU. Your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On, and if you make any or excuse me if you win any five dollar money line bet you'll get a hundred and fifty dollars back in bonus bets we wrap up today's episode with a breakdown on why i believe the cp3 hbcu showcase was a poorly scheduled event prior to that we'll look at all corns new head coach cedric thomas but because the braves have a new head coach it's clear that fred mcnair has moved on right and i know that's the reason that you're here you wanted to hear the Texas Southern alum be a little bit irked, be a little bit frustrated and upset with how his school is handling the potential Fred McNair hiring. And if that's why you're here, oh, you're going to be we're going to be pleased. Trust me, because I have a whole lot of frustration here. Yesterday. I was irritated yesterday. I was a little bit on the edge because I'm like, OK, when is this deal going to get done? But today or at the time I'm recording this today, but at the time that you're hearing this yesterday, I've now reached my boiling point because the Fred McNair to Texas Southern situation refuses to become simple. It refuses to not be complicated all the way to the point, whether it happens or doesn't happen. I don't believe we'll ever be at ease in this situation, right? It's like the team. It's like your favorite team that every single week comes down to the fourth quarter and it can never be an easy game. They have to give you a heart attack. If it's a if it's a tiger, you got the cardiac catch, right? That's what this is for me. Because I said this on yesterday's episode, and I want to bring it back, because I think that had I said it yesterday, had I said it the day before, had I said it today, no matter when I would have said it, since probably over the last half a week, I would have been accurate. And this is what I said on yesterday's episode for my everydayers who maybe missed a day. The thing that's frustrating to me about this Fred McNair to Texas Southern situation is that everything that I hear sounds like he's going to TSU. But as soon as he gets close, as soon as it feels like it's a foregone conclusion and we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop, the next report is, well, I don't know, right? Like that's the next report. Need I say more? Need I say more? That that 21 seconds 
could really be a synopsis of where we stand today. I posted that on Twitter because I felt as if that's the tone that continues to be set even throughout the process of him leaving Alcorn. When Fred McNair uh, left Alcorn, him to Texas Southern was supposed to be a done deal, right? It was just a matter of putting ink to paper. That's it. But the Board of Regents have not approved him. The Board of Regents reportedly has one or two members who are still holding out. Now, I hope that a couple of hours after I put this out, because I like to put my episodes out early in the morning, so the deals probably won't be done at that point. But I would like to think that a couple of hours after I put this episode out, this doesn't even matter anymore. I would like to believe that a couple of hours after I put this episode out, I have multiple people commenting, well, you know he's signed now. Yes, that's what I hope. And I hope to say, yes, I do know. That's what I hope to respond. But with the way that things are going, I'm not sure. Right. I said those words yesterday and I don't bring them up to make myself, you know, seem smart. I don't bring those up to pat myself on the back. Actually, I'm quite frustrated that those words are still accurate. So, no, I, I don't feel good about still being right. But the reason this is so aggravating is because it felt like Texas Southern was finally getting a coach. They were finally going to get a head coach who I had trust in. They were finally going to get a head coach that had history of winning. It wasn't a question mark. It wasn't a prove it. And all of that was kind of taken away. And now I'm questioning whether or not that's going to be the coach. It felt like TSU finally got it right. And somebody DM me, and this is what my response to them. It was like TSU finally got it right, then said, wait a minute, we're Texas Southern. We don't get things right when it comes to football. And say, nah, we got to throw, throw a wrench into this. And I've I seen this kind of navigating or uh, what's it called, circulating on, on Twitter. The idea that the one or two region members who didn't approve the contract. And first of all, I didn't even know it had to be unanimous, right? But for those who maybe either didn't vote or didn't approve it, they want Andre Johnson. Now, Andre Johnson has voiced his openness to being a part of, not a part of, but being the head coach, right? Leading the coaching staff at Texas Southern. He's a Houston legend. It'll be great for the city. I'm sure they will get a lot of Houston talent to come there because he does a lot for the Texans. So, you know, it, it just kind of translates or whatever as far as recruiting goes. That's something that I would like to see. These I don't really like the term, but celebrity coaches, I would love to see them be recruiters. Now, I understand that a precedent has been set and they're not going to go to being recruiters because that, because that probably feels below them. But I would like to see them be recruiters, neither here nor there, because I think if Andre Johnson just wanted to help TSU, him being a recruiting coordinator would be great. But not only has Andre Johnson now entered the chat. So is Ed Reed, and he forced his way into the chat. He said, hey, Texas Southern, let's talk. Now, you know how I feel about Ed Reed. I know how many other people feel about Ed Reed. I'm kind of beyond the point of talking about him. I sent out a tweet to somebody today. That person didn't respond to me on the Ed Reed matter. I thought there was some clarification that needed to be had. And I think that might be the last time I talked to anybody about Ed Reed. Right. I think that was just kind of a sign. Because even after I sent the tweet, I was like, why am I doing this? I know how people feel about this man. And I know how I feel about this man. So now these are two brick walls just standing in front of each other. Nobody's moving. So I'm kind of done talking about Ed Reed unless it's on my platform where I just get to talk at length. And then you can respond and I can say stuff back if I choose to. Right. Or I can just read your comment 
And it's like, all right, I now know how you feel. You know how I feel. And we just understand each other, right? That, that's kind of where I'm at. No more conversations, just how do you feel? How do I feel? Let's move on about our day. Because I'm kind of stubborn on it. Um, but for those who do not know, I wouldn't mind Ed Reed being a head coach. I think he'd be a pretty good head coach. I really do. I think that he, I think that his, his intelligence would allow for him, his intelligence and passion would allow for him to be able to lead a program the right way. But I'll be honest with you, I want Fred McNair and I want the Board of Regents to get their stuff together. I want the Board of Regents to get out of their own way, decide on a contract amount, whether it's salary, whether it's whether or not we want to get the guy, no matter what it is. This is my message to the Board of Regents. Get out of your way. Forget the school that you operate. Forget that you are Texas Southern. Forget that you haven't had a, a successful collegiate season in a while. Get out of your own way and pick the right guy. If you want to know how I currently feel, it's the same way that I felt yesterday. No matter how close it gets, until that dotted line is signed, until the ink is dried, I will not feel comfortable because as soon as things get close, I hear, well, I don't know. He's left Alcorn. He was probably on a jet to Houston already. And they say, man, go ahead and get back to your house. We ain't ready for you yet. But I'll tell you who is ready. I'll tell you who is ready to take the keys to their new car. That's Cedric Thomas. Because he is the new Alcorn State head coach. They ain't wasting any time replacing Fred McNair. But I think maybe they should have taken a little bit of time. And we'll explore that as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And... I just watched Ja knock down the game winner. Ja Moran is back. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what the over-under is for his point totals going forward, but I would suggest you take the next over because I feel like he's about to hit a groove and I feel like it's going to be very lucrative if you're betting on his over on the points totals. And if you have the points and assists, I think you, you should take a chance on Ja Moran. That's my personal opinion. We'll see. But all you have to do is have a guest like me. Have a, have a little bit of a feeling like me, whether that's on football, whether that's on basketball, whether that's on hockey, whether that's on college basketball, players, teams, no matter what. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if you win on your first money line bet of at least $5, you get $150 back in bonus bets if you are new to FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, our Locked on Sports today is a 24-7, 24-7 hour stream. Is that how you would say 24-7 hour? 24 hours, seven days a week, all day, every day stream. Nobody can stop it and no one else has done it before us. Now, as we move forward, I want to look at Alcorn because they've already hired Fred McNair's replacement. And to me, it's a little too fast. And it's not about, oh, my girlfriend and I just broke up. I don't want to go see other people quite yet. I, they moved on too fast. Like It's nothing like that. It's just I don't feel like you've done a thorough coaching search. Fred McNair 
and Alcorn announced that they couldn't find an agreement on an extension. And then five, 10 minutes later, it felt like maybe it was just on my feet. I caught it a little late, but mere hours later, not even the day, it was the same day that this happened. You announced that you couldn't meet an agreement with your seven year head coach. And now you already announced that you have a new head coach. That's too fast. You didn't. Now, it's important to, to note, this is not how Jackson State operated last year, where Deion Sanders announced he was going to leave. First off, he, he left under his own. He left his contract. I guess he probably had another year on his contract. So he left his contract, was still there. Everything was in good terms. And he said, hey, I recommend TC. This is not that situation. If you're working on an, uh, an extension, I highly doubt McNair said, hey, if I can't come to an extension with you guys, I think you should look at Tom as my defensive coordinator. I highly doubt that that's what happened. So it makes me wonder, at what point did Alcorn say we're going to start looking at Cedric Thomas to be our, our replacement for Fred McNair? That's what it makes me wonder. Because if you're in negotiations and in the statement that Alcorn put out, they said we've given out options and this, that, and third. They even broke down some, some contract situations, right? bonuses and incentives for assistant head coaches like they broke down things they were doing so if Alcorn was working on an extension for Fred McNair at what point did they decide that we're going to go on a coaching search I highly doubt it was anytime soon maybe in the last week maybe so the fact that within hours of naming Fred McNair or saying that Fred McNair you can't find an extension you've named your head coach I doubt you looked anywhere else. I doubt you looked anywhere else. And I'm not saying that this shouldn't have been the guy, but you should have looked at multiple people and you didn't. And we kind of knew this was going to be the case because last Thursday, last Friday, it was kind of reported that they're already looking at Cedric Thomas. So maybe they kind of expected this for a week. I don't know. But either way, you look at, there's precedence for this for me, Right. Last year with Jackson State, Dion recommended T.C. Taylor. He was still a part of the team. It made sense. He was leaving. He was choosing to leave. It made sense for him to recommend somebody. The other person I would look at is Dooley, right? When Dooley left Prairie View, he was replaced by Bubba McDowell, who was also already on the staff. There was a month in between Dooley being hired by Southern and Prairie View promoting Bubba McDowell. That tells me you took a long time to do an extensive search meanwhile Alcorn at what point did you start searching the season's been over for a month I know you didn't start immediately if that's the case you weren't really negotiating with McNair I think it's important to remember I'm not saying that he's the wrong hire I don't know I'm not passing any sort of judgment on Cedric Thomas the man I'm passing judgment on the process on landing on Cedric Thomas those are two different things I'm not critiquing the decision. I'm critiquing the process. And, you know, same thing happened uh, with, with my Saints, right? So, like, I work for Saints Wire, so I write for them. When Sean Payton left, he chose to leave, right? He bowed out himself and said, you know what? I think Dennis Allen should be the guy. Even then, granted, there's a Rooney rule then, but even then, they went on a coaching search. I'm not sure how valid that coaching search is, frankly, but they went on a coaching search and at least interviewed other people. I'm not a fan of how quickly that this was announced. And Fred McNair ain't even my coach yet. 
So it's not like I'm taking up, oh, he's my coach, so I got to go at his old school. Nah. I just feel like there's a certain way that things are supposed to be handled, and I don't think that this is the way that it was supposed to be handled. That's my personal opinion on it. Now, as we move forward, speaking of the way things are supposed to be handled, speaking of the way things are supposed to be handled, I don't think that the CP3 HBC showcase was handled in the right way, not during the event, but the, the mere scheduling of it. I thought it was extremely poor and will break down why it was poor and how I would have fixed it, right? Because I'm not just complaining to complain. I also have a solution as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And go to linkedin.com slash locked on college for all of my small business owners, right? For all of my small business owners who are looking for people in the HR department. Maybe you're looking for a front desk receptionist. Maybe you're looking for, for whatever you are looking for. You need to go to LinkedIn because LinkedIn has over 800 million people who are on the website on a daily basis. And not only that, you get to go through the skill sets. You get to see who's going to be a right culture fit. Because one thing that we don't discuss enough is the ability to fit in a culture, right? Culture can destroy a championship team and it can destroy your small business. So make sure you get the right culture fits by going to lock or excuse me, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three, and I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a fan of the scheduling of Chris Paul's HBCU showcase. I'm not. I think that they poorly scheduled it by placing it on the same day as the Celebration Bowl. And I'm aware at the same day, but not the same time. But let's establish a couple of biases. I am a football guy through and through, right? So I almost don't even like basketball big events happening during football season, right? Because I, I just don't think that it competes well. But I'm not ignorant. Basketball is a very popular sport, right? But even if basketball is your favorite sport, football is my favorite sport. I think I can remove my bias and say football is king. If you put a big football event and a big basketball event on the same day at the same time, the football event is going to win in viewership. Not to say nobody's going to check out the basketball game or that people aren't going to flip back and forth, but you're going to have more people who are going to check out football. And why that is relevant is because you scheduled your HBCU showcase on the same day as the Celebration Bowl. Now, if you're anything like me, I'm going into that weekend, December 16th, merely thinking about FAMU versus Howard. That has all of the attention, and it's early. The NBA, they play games on Super Bowl Sunday, but they play them before the game. You know why? Because people have an attention span before the game. But after the game, everybody's talking about the game. Everybody's reacting about the game. Everybody's still in the mindset of the Super Bowl. And this is the HBCU Super Bowl. So after the Celebration Bowl, my mindset is still on FAMU versus Howard. 
My mindset is still on Isaiah Major's final interception. My mindset is still on that flea flicker to John Murray Sheree. My mindset is still on Howard's first two touchdowns to start off the game. My mind is racing about football. And I think that a lot of fans feel the same way, right? I want to bring up an alternative showcase of HBCU basketball. And this is not hypothetical. This is real life. Michael B. Jordan in the Nevesco QQQ HBCU Classic, right? They play on February 3rd this year. And I believe it was February 4th last year or something like that, right? But it's the week before the Super Bowl. Nothing is happening the week before the Super Bowl. Yes, you're going to have NBA, but you're going to have to compete with that period, right? You can say the same thing about having to compete with uh, the Blue Bloods of college basketball, right? Like, I'm, I'm not using that against them. You, you can't avoid that. You're in season at the same time. And naturally, it's going to happen. I don't know if the NBA has games on ABC every Saturday, but if it has it, so what? You schedule that game the week before the Super Bowl. The one thing you might have to compete with is the Pro Bowl. Okay, whatever. Much better than the Super Bowl. It's much better planning. Strategic timing is a thing. And he knows Invesco QQQ knows as a company, Michael B. Jordan knows as a person who's putting a name on it. If we go up against Super Bowl weekend, even if it's on that Saturday, our eyes might be hindered or might be limited. The eyes that are going to be placed on us are going to be limited. And I use that as an, as an example because you easily could have moved up this HBCU Classic one week. Easily. Right? Let's just follow suit. In the Invesco QQQ, I'm not saying that whole thing, man. The Michael B. Jordan HBCU Classic is a week before the Super Bowl. So why wouldn't you just move the CP3 HBCU Showcase a week before the HBCU Super Bowl? Logically, there's no games that week. There's no college football that week. Even if you're looking at Power 5, like SEC Championships, that's December 3rd, right? That, that's, that's December 4th. Like, that's that weekend or the 2nd, whatever. So if you go the second, then you go to ninth, then you go to 16th. Well, you have a big event on the second. You have a big event on the 16th, but there's nothing in between in there on the ninth, and it's a perfect slot. Now, I'm sure there is a reason why they didn't pick that, and maybe you can inform me of it, but I'm not aware. And I know you, and I even say, hey, play it during the week. I understand you can't move it back a week. Cause that's Christmas weekend. And I understand how that's poor timing. You wouldn't even want the kids to do that. Like go enjoy your Christmas. But what's wrong with the week in what's wrong with the week before the HBCU celebration bowl? Because to me, that feels like it would be perfect timing on when I want to play a basketball showcase. That way I can maximize the amount of eyes that are placed on me. That's my take on it. But I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Hopefully on this thumbnail tomorrow, you get to see Fred McNair's face again because he's officially the TSU head coach. But whether or not he is, I still will be breaking down the final NCAA.com HBCU rankings. We know that FAMU is going to be number one, but where do the rest of the schools fall? I even heard that JSU is out of the top five, but I haven't looked at them yet. So I will on tomorrow's episode, but in the meantime, in between time, until the next time that we hear each other family, take care, stay blessed, peace.